I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Behind the scenes on Doctor Who seems like it should be a fun place to work. However, with almost 60 years of history, there are bound to be a few people who don't get along. With that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick for Who Culture, and here are the 10 biggest feuds in Doctor Who history. 10. Tom Baker vs. John Nathan Turner Fourth Doctor Tom Baker opened up on the special features of the Season 12 box set about the unpleasant time that he had to work with producer John Nathan Turner. While the two men only shared a single season together, it was enough to make Baker hang up the scarf for more than 30 years. Baker claimed that Nathan Turner undermined and diminished him at every turn during filming. The producer's approach to everything, from filming to Baker's acting to the interpretation of the character, all served to wind the actor up more and more as time went on. The redesign of the Doctor's outfit, including the addition of question marks on the lapel, was the final straw. Baker told the man he was giving back the keys to the TARDIS, after which he felt Nathan Turner's entire demeanour change. Believing that the producer's behaviour had been designed to oust him, he suspected that once that had been achieved, there was no further reason for hostilities. The fourth Doctor would not reappear for a long time on screen, unless one counts dimensions in time from the early 90s. Though, for better or worse, many Whovians don't count it. 9. Nicholas Pegg vs Panini and BBC Worldwide Nicholas Pegg was the lead Dalek operator for many of the Doctor's mortal enemies' appearances, starting with Bad Wolf. He was a frequent interviewee on Doctor Who Confidential, a regular voice in the Big Finish productions, along with contributing to the Doctor Who magazine. However, his relationship with the Doctor Who magazine and Panini, which distributes it worldwide, came to an abrupt end in 2017. He included, in his column The Watcher, the coded message, Panini and BBC Worldwide, Why he chose to exit his working relationship with the magazine in such a fashion is still mostly a mystery. He has continued to work on the show itself, appearing in Revolution of the Daleks as one of the metal drones. 8. Colin Baker vs Michael Grade The most infamous regeneration of classic Doctor Who features Sylvester McCoy in a wig with his face obscured, standing in for Colin Baker who had refused to appear. Baker had suffered the indignity of being fired after an 18 month hiatus by Michael Grade, the controller of BBC One. Grade only commissioned another series of the show on the condition that Baker wasn't in it. Baker offered to return for a full season, at the end of which he would film a regeneration. This wasn't even refused, it was flatly ignored, so he said no to filming to his own death scene. This is a decision he later regretted regretted, citing the heat of the moment and his own frustrations as reasons. While he was certainly bitter toward Grade for a long time, previous Doctor Peter Davison elaborated on what was happening at the BBC at the time. According to him, John Nathan Turner was the intended target of the sacking, as he was blamed for the perceived lower quality and higher violence of the show. 7. Tom Baker vs Lala Ward Romana 2 was the second regeneration of the fourth Doctor's Time Lord companion, initially played by Mary Tam. Lala Ward took up the role when her predecessor chose to leave the show. For a time, things were quite wonderful in the TARDIS. Tight production schedules, perfectionism and, in their opinion, subpar writing would begin to put overt stress on Ward and Tom Baker. They did however get married! 
Ward stated that the work commitments drove the two of them apart. However, she also described Tom Baker as the greatest monster that Doctor Who had ever produced. She railed against suggestions that she'd been too young to marry the much older Baker, firmly stating that the separation was a mutual decision that both felt was for the best. Ward did go on to continue a long and deep friendship with author Douglas Adams, who wrote the never broadcast serial Shadow for her and Baker. She described their relationship as something she was immensely more fond of than she had ever been for Tom Baker. 6. Carol Ann Ford versus various producers. The original companion, Susan Foreman, was played by Carol Ann Ford, debuting in the very first episode, An Unearthly Child. While there was little information available to Ford and William Hartnell, they attempted to have as much fun together on set as possible, including re-recording takes by pretending to swear. However, Ford quickly tired of the role. Writer Anthony Coburn added the information about Susan being the granddaughter of the Doctor, simply to remove any strangeness about an old man travelling with a young female companion. This, Ford felt, diminished the role even further. She had been told that she would be like the Doctor, more of an action hero and telepathic. When asked about how she felt about her exit, she responded by saying at the time she was desperate to leave and that the producers were wasting her time. Other acting opportunities were passing her by while she was stuck as the damsel in distress. She did, however, return for the Five Doctors special, although there were issues with the script almost immediately. The producers did not want to include a reference to her being his granddaughter, as they did not want audiences to imagine him having sex and fathering a child. Foreman recalls screaming with laughter at them until the scene was rewritten. 5. Christopher Eccleston vs John Barrowman John Barrowman will forever be known to Whovians as Captain Jack Harkness. He debuted on the show in the first season of The Revival, working closely with Christopher Eccleston. According to Barrowman, it was not a fantastic experience. Chris was always grumpy. You don't always have to be intense. There comes a point when intensity makes you miserable. I think that was the case with Chris. In the same interview, he went on to describe that he much preferred working with David Tennant, who he found to be more upbeat and outgoing than his predecessor. David's been to my house. We went to the Madonna concert. We socialised together. He's a lot more fun. Tell us how you really feel, John. 4. Christopher Eccleston vs Russell T Davies When news broke that Christopher Eccleston was leaving Doctor Who after only one season at the controls of the TARDIS, the public was shocked. Rumours immediately sprang up of difficulties behind the scenes, which were finally confirmed by the actor in an interview with Radio Times in 2018. Speaking of the fallout, he said the following, My relationship with my three immediate superiors, the showrunner, the producer and co-producer, broke down irreparably during the first block of filming and it never recovered. He alleged that he had made an agreement with then-showrunner Russell T Davies not not to say anything to damage the show, though he had previously stated that he was blacklisted by the BBC. He did, however, credit some of his own difficulties with the light comedy as playing a part on the onset tensions. The interview culminated in Eccleston claiming that he would never again have a working relationship with Davies. Davies, for his part, responded by saying that the Ninth Doctor would always be his Doctor, and acknowledged that, as showrunner and producer, he had a duty of care toward his actors. 3. Janet Fielding vs John Nathan Turner Janet Fielding played the first non-English companion to join the TARDIS gang. She debuted alongside Tom Baker's fourth Doctor, though is best known as a companion of the fifth Doctor. She and John Nathan Turner were at odds almost immediately, as she criticised the portrayal of Tegan as a mild-mannered anti-feminist character. She particularly hated the costumes that Nathan Turner decreed for her, with an air stewardess outfit being for her first season, with only skimpy dresses and skirts after that. She said he was also brutally honest about the reason for her role existing. She was there for the dads to have something to look at. She retorted that she was on the show for the young women of the audience to have a role model to identify with. In the end, she lamented that she was trapped in a situation where she wanted to bring something new and inventive to the role, but thanks to Nathan Turner and other producers like him, she was there to simply be a screamer and nothing more. 2. 
William Hartnell vs Inez Lloyd. The generally accepted story of William Hartnell's departure from Doctor Who is that the man had grown too old for the rigours of television, causing him to flub lines at a time when film reels were at a premium. The departure of producer Verity Lambert, with whom Hartnell had a strong working relationship, effectively spelled the beginning of the end for him. Inez Lloyd took over the producing reins from Lambert and from the beginning he struggled with Hartnell. The actor was both set in his ways and convinced that he knew the role better than anyone else. His fellow cast was of the old guard, loyal to him and Lambert's way of dealing with him. Lloyd's first suggestion was to have the Doctor zapped into dust mid-serial, returning with a completely new face. This idea was shot down, though the idea of a face change never went away. It was, in fact, Lloyd who originated the idea of regeneration, one of the most important elements of the show. However, ousting Hartnell took some work. First, his classmates were gradually replaced. Then, the amount of science in the show was increased, which bothered Hartnell, who preferred to see the Doctor as a wizard. Eventually, the story of his ill health was used to cover his replacement on the show. 1. Pretty much everyone versus Matthew Waterhouse. Adric, as played by Matthew Waterhouse, usually tops the pole for least favourite companions. Waterhouse's acting skills left a lot to be desired, and from his very first serial, Full Circle, there were issues. Tom Baker was the first to speak up, and suggested that Adric be written as a Manuel to Baker's Basil Fawlty. This was rejected. Lala Ward was already experiencing difficulties with Baker, which then fed into her reception of Waterhouse. There are numerous occasions where Romana is overly curt to Adric on screen. Matthew Waterhouse seemed doomed from the beginning. During Adric's death, allegedly both Sarah Sutton and Janet Fielding struggled to keep smiles off their faces. Peter Davison's fifth doctor admitted that he could save him, but that he wouldn't. Despite all of this, Waterhouse seems to have kept a good spirit about his time on the show, though he laments that people often shout, Now I'll never know if I was right at him in the streets. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.